We had a clip from episode two of our podcast go viral on TikTok, and it was really interesting to see the comment section of what they were talking about. Basically, to sum up the clip, Colin and I were talking about how watching college basketball and watching NBA are really two different experiences, and that there's a certain genre of basketball fan that only watches college basketball because they feel that the players care more, they feel that there's actually defense being played, and they there's a certain refusal that they have because they don't want to watch the NBA because it's um, almost like a, a ISO-driven ISO yeah. street basketball Um just every like cliche frankly coded language in the book um so yeah to lucas's point we had literally hundreds of comments i think it's something like 250 comments on our tiktok um which we would definitely recommend checking out but um but in either case yeah we kind of just wanted to address some of those points um i mean i think at, at least on my end like I think, frankly, a lot of the comments that we saw just like fulfilled the exact thing that we're talking about. Right. Like we're, and first and foremost, like we're big college basketball fans. Like right. we're like we're not like we don't we're not only NBA fans. Like we watch tons of college basketball. We've always been like that. But you can't argue that the quality is much different because the level of player is different. Well, so I guess when you say quality, it's 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 hard to really like. I, I don't know that you can say that there there's a different level of quality of play i think that like it's it's just two different experiences like mm -hmm. one and, and this is literally what i said in the clip but the nba you have better players so there's going to be more skill yeah and ability to do individual player things which I think if you like basketball, that's something that you should like to watch. Like, uh, like, I don't see anything wrong with watching in isolation. I don't see anything wrong with watching a lot of ball screens and how, what they do in the NBA versus in college where you have a lot more sets and um, you have a lot more packed defense and, and packed paint. I, I don't I don't know that I would say that they're different quality. Like I I, I like them equally. Hmm. To be honest with you, I just think that two people games. took our comments out of context because we weren't saying that college is like like we should look down on you for watching college basketball. Basically, no, not at all. Not at all. And I just think that, it, I, and I stand by this that. I don't understand how you could call yourself a basketball fan, but not watch one or the other. Yeah. But, but you, you know, or I'm sorry, only watch one or the other. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think that there were some relative valid points in favor of like, like, uh, and again, we're not shaming people who like college over the NBA, but you should, to your point, and and I agree with your point that you should you should watch a little bit of both. Um, you know, if you're a big fan of atmosphere, if you enjoy um, kind of the, just the broader parody of, of college basketball, right? There's more there's more upsets on a kind of night to night, week to week basis like that's that's totally, totally legitimate. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that a lot of the a lot of the focus in the comment section was about us hating on college basketball. And that's just not the case to kind of piggyback off your point about parody. I I agree with that to an extent, just because 
at the same time in March Madness every year, you still see a lot of the same faces. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, you still got the Blue Bloods. You still got all the same programs year after year. Whereas, like, I don't necessarily feel that that's the same way in the NBA. Now, there might not be as many upsets in the playoffs, but... I just, like, when you talk about parity, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the NBA is pretty um, evenly. Talent like, is really spread out right now. And I think that the point um, that people try to make about parity is that, yes, it's common to see an 11 seed or a 12 seed get to get to the Sweet 16, but they're not getting farther than that for the most part. I mean, you had, what, St. Peter's get to the Elite Eight this year, and then they lost, right? Um, but yeah, to your point, like seeing anything further than a five seed, you know, get to the final four is pretty uncommon. So, you know, the, the, you know, cream of the crop is almost always getting to the, to the end of the, um, end of the road in, in March madness. So it's not as, it's not as broadly, um, you know, broadly talented across the, the the entire scape of college basketball, as I think a lot of the commenters, you know, would like us would like us to believe. Right. And I also so uh, and I could throw it back to and say, I feel the same way about the NBA fan that doesn't watch college basketball. Hmm. Right. Like, I feel like you're missing out on a complete like that's other elite bas- basketball watching experience yeah so it, it's really hard for me to so basically we're, we're hating on the people that only watch one or the other yeah, yeah, yeah. which honestly a lot of people do fall in that category mm-hmm. I, I and and there's nothing wrong with it right so if you live somewhere where you're not near an nba team yeah i can understand why you wouldn't want to watch nba basketball but i i guess if you just consider yourself like a basketball person i don't i I don't know how you could just watch one or the yeah. other like heavily. Yeah. And as, as you're saying that, I want to pull up just some of these comments because they're just bad, bro. And like, <laughs> I'm calling out all of you 14 year olds on here. Like you guys just don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Um, I stopped watching NBA because they cry about every call or non-foul. Complain, complain, complain. Nah, I'm good. That's at every level of probably every sport, not just not just basketball. It gets highlighted by a couple of guys in the NBA. I definitely get that. But to act like there's not complaining and talking to refs and technicals being called at, in the college level just doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I, I think that it's a that's a valid point, but it's not going to steer me away from watching it completely like i i do i find myself getting annoyed by it when i watch games agreed and like there's certain players that really have taken it too far yeah but it's not something that bothers me so much that i'm not going to watch the nba because somebody's complaining to the ref yeah it's like it's not taking the typical two to two and a half hour watching experience to three to three and a half hours like it's not deterring the game that much right um another comment nba regular season is the worst type of entertainment out there nba has no rivalries like are you kidding me um everyone just watches nba highlights on youtube that last part not necessarily wrong there is a large you know we we talked about about this we talked about this before that there is a large faction of quote-unquote nba fans who don't really watch games like that um but to say that there's no entertainment in the m there's just like this lazy opinion that like regular season basketball is just like your average bullshit pickup game at you know la fitness or wherever the hell else just like people walking up and down the court just chucking threes nobody's playing defense i think that one 
pisses me off more than anyone that that there's no defense play in the NBA. Like that right. is that's just like, not true. That's just not true. Honestly, the difference is that there is a one um the game is simply just longer, so the score is going to be so the score is going to be higher. Um and then two, the level of shot making is just you can't find it anywhere else frankly glo- globally um as you find it in the in the NBA. So people are just hitting tougher more highly contested shots because they're just highly you know at, at that level of skill so just the argument that defense isn't, isn't played that one just like that drives me up a, a wall honestly de- defensive three seconds is the other one it makes it hard it makes it hard to be effective help defense 100 percent um and then on the other end of the spectrum something that i would also understand um someone kind of falling into this category i love college basketball more precisely because they aren't as good it's more of a system based game not as much as a player dominated game like the nba i wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. yeah i wouldn't disagree with that at all is that that's exactly what i love about college basketball is every team plays a different way mm-hmm. and so it's always something that you can learn from a, a coach when you're watching a game like I like that part about college basketball. How that is like the, my one gripe with the NBA right now is that I just feel all the teams are running all like the same plays and yeah. doing the same thing defensively, and it just there's very little teams with an identity. I would definitely agree with that. Um, another comment that got at me: um, I hate the NBA. To be honest, not enough de- defense, too many threes. This is another lazy argument because I actually saw a Twitter thread about this. Um, I think like last week. <clears throat> where someone showed the average points per game in like I think it was like a 1983 season in compared in comparison to like 19 or to 2021 it's not that far off it's just that the game it's just that the game has changed fundamentally um you know you look at a lot of those um you know even if you want to just cherry pick like you know championship series back in the 80s like those Celtics Lakers series like those were games finishing in like the 125 points plus right you know on a, on a night-to-night basis it's just that the game has changed drastically from a, you know, mid-range, post-heavy game that we saw, you know, in the late, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s, um, and even the two, to the 2000s to a, to a certain degree, where now it's, yeah, definitely a perimeter-oriented game. But scoring as a whole, yes, you in probably in totality, it's definitely up. But, you know, the top of the league is still scoring at relatively the same level as it, as it, as it has been for the last 30, 40 years. Right. But with that being said, I, I do agree that the amount of threes that are being taken now it, it does bother me a little bit watching the nba i would agree it's, with that. it's it's heavy i mean you can go back to back to back to back possessions where teams are taking threes and you're kind of just like i don't I, you really feel like almost like it's the the money ball effect on mm-hmm. basketball yeah sometimes watching these games but again it's not something that's going to make me not want to watch the game yeah i completely agree <laughs> Let me just see if I can find just a couple more comments, and then I'll stop harping on these uh, TikTokers. Um, I do appreciate the feedback, though. Of course, it's always uh, it's always good to get people talking about these things because you you never know if it's gonna cause somebody to watch more NBA or watch more college or I just to me I think the, the more basketball you can watch, the better. Mm-hmm. I also just think like if you're it's coming at it from like the angle of somebody who's an NBA fan that doesn't watch any college, like why not try to catch somebody that's like the future of the league, somebody that, you know, at the very least watch like a draft prospect or, or somebody like that and watch it from like an NBA angle. Yeah. 
college basketball has better atmosphere, legacy, competitiveness, and each team has uh, their own way of play, plus a much better playoff format. It's just different, you yeah. know. Like I, I just like I just don't think you could call it like you can't polarize it as like it's just objectively better than the other. Like they're just different. Um, it's not two different games. It's still basketball, but just like the entire structure around it is is built differently, and you just have to be able to appreciate both. And I think that's why it's going to be interesting to see if the NBA does this midseason tournament because mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that'll be like a single elimination type of tournament that they're going to try to make like almost like March Madness style. Yeah, and they're saying that the winners essentially of the tournament they'll get like an extra million dollars per player. Hmm. That's that's an interesting motivation because that was that was going to be my my next point is just like what's really motivating these guys to get up for a for a um for a tournament like that because kind of in today's load management era, you know, how do you look at a guy like and you know, LeBron is in a class of a class of his own, you know, no one really plays this late into their career at, at the level that he is. But like how do you tell a guy who's in his late thirties and like his twentieth season, like, oh, we need you to play an extra five, six games and like what does that really do for him? Right. You know, so I feel like it will kind of bring up some some like further conversation of like whether it's like really valuable or if this is like a money grab for the NBA to just like get more viewers and just have a different different type of format for people to, to get attracted to. Yeah, there's definitely been some negative feelings from players about it. Yeah. But it's, again, there was negative feelings from players about the playing tournament. And that's been a wild success, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the best things that's happened to the NBA playoffs in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And there's also, there's examples of, um, you know, in-season tournaments in in, in other sports. Not very many American sports, but I know that... uh, the uh i know like the premier league um premier league soccer does it and i know another a couple other european um soccer leagues do that as well they have the champions cup which is like the best teams from um or champions league rather which are like the best like five or six teams from each major european league um that that all come together for a tournament so there definitely is a precedent that it can that it can be successful i think having a college basketball style like single elimination or round robin type tournament you know could definitely do something um, for people, but inevitably, like most things that just get like introduced, you know, people are just going to be hesitant to, towards it, um, you know, off the rip. So we'll see. Right. And then there's one more thing that I think that we need to address when it comes to college basketball is that I just think the talent level has gone down a little bit, too. That's something that I don't think was addressed in a single comment because elite players, they have more options now. You can go to G League Ignite. You can go to Overtime Elite. And I definitely have felt while watching college games that – just don't feel like there's as many top tier elite like almost like draft prospects at mm. some of these like high level schools as there were how many teams are you getting guy you know outside of the dukes kentuckys are you getting multiple guys drafted right you don't see you don't see too many schools like that anymore but um I, yeah so there's there's been a little bit of a talent drain in college basketball and that's to me affected my viewing experience of it mm-hmm. i would definitely agree and i wonder how that maybe even or that talent drain even gets deeper with um the nba changing their parameters on getting drafted right out of high school right which is supposed to i don't it doesn't go into play next year but um or maybe it does 
within, within the next two years, you're going to have high school seniors right. you know, declaring for the draft, basically. So, so that'll that'll be a talent drain. And I, I do think that NIL was uh, positive because there were a lot of guys that probably would have just gone that stayed this year and i think i think college basketball is in for a really good year hmm. there's there's i think a few more teams that just more continuity than i have remembered in the past like hmm. somebody like a like a drew timmy coming back yeah hunter dickinson coming back yeah you think about guys like that and i don't know in years past they might have just left you know what i mean because they could make some money but exactly uh, so i think that's going to help for the short term but i still think that there's long-term concerns for college basketball basketball for sure yeah made an interesting point about drew timmy he was quoted as saying that he's going to make more this year um as a college basketball player than he would as a you know mid you know probably minimum level rookie probably right um so you know just another incentive for guys to stay a little bit longer yeah, because these schools that they are they're dishing out a lot. <laughs> Whether I don't I don't know where it's coming from. I, that's the one thing about NIL that I've I've been trying to figure out is a lot of these guys are getting paid now, but I haven't seen anybody in a damn commercial. <laughs> right. Well, you know who? Uh, do you remember that clip went viral a couple of years ago about this kid? I think he's like out of like Florida or New Orleans, and his name was like the coldest, the coldest to ever do yeah. it or something like that. So he's a he's a freshman like wide receiver at Nebraska, and he. He got an nil deal um with like a local like air conditioning company or something like that so like he so like he got a deal there um brawny just got a million from nike which obviously right. we'll, we'll call it what it is but nepotism um because of his dad with nike but um i'm also a brawny believer so you, you can quote me on that as well um but uh but yeah to your point like yeah not fully clear on where a lot a lot of this money is coming from for a lot of these kids well because the whole thing about name image and likeness is you're not you're not being paid by the school it's you're allowed to basically make money off of your name but I, so I was expecting to see like this massive influx in commercials or yeah. uh, I don't know billboards or uh, social media promotions. I I feel like every time there's an NIL deal, it's it's like somebody takes a picture with their product announcing they they signed the deal and then like nothing happens after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which makes me feel like college basketball is almost kind of maybe like legalized cheating in a way hmm. throughout NIL. So uh, that's another thing that I think we should keep tabs on is like what happens with NIL because um, it's just it feels like the wild wild west right now for college basketball. Well, to your point, like I can't tell you like where I heard this clip, but I know that I've I saw it and heard and or read it somewhere. Um, but basically, like college coaches saying that like they're struggling to get recruits to come there because like basically these recruits are forcing these teams or programs to help facilitate nil deals. So it just seems like a bizarre like to your point like wild wild west like it's totally unregulated. But like, how does it make sense that you're like requiring, you know, quote unquote, requiring these schools to go out and like hunt for a deal for you somewhere within like the local community? Like it just doesn't, well, it just doesn't make the, any well, sense. Well, that's the thing is actually the teams aren't allowed to. But that's, that's so the like point. That, that, that's like, that's yeah. the NCAA rule. So it's like who exactly I... Who exactly is getting those? De- well, I mean, I, th- I I think that there's like a lot of like under the table stuff with it right now, and that, it's very like obvious to me, like from the outside looking in. That's how it's always. <laughs> right, but but now it's like more. It's like over the table, but it's not exactly over the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. Like I feel like I I also read somewhere that like 
I think it's like Auburn football or something like that has like the highest like NIL average like across like any like major like sports program um, in, in, in college sports. Um, so it's like, you know, that Auburn as an institution is like helping facilitate those, right. you know, for, for, for most of their athletes. But I'm just also ready to hear like some like NIL success stories, like s- somebody coming up with a, a, a phrase and, and selling like a, a million T-shirts or I feel yeah. like you just haven't heard any of those stories. It's mostly been like uh, a school like Gonzaga essentially somehow funneling all the money to make sure their best player stays. And Facts. it's like, I, I don't know exactly exactly who comes out of it but maybe i'm just not in those fan bases so i'm not paying attention to you know their day by day what they see but one that i can remember is uh ohio state quarterback uh cj stroud he has a deal with uh express the clothing store um and like basically his clip when he had a clip go viral because he um he bought like the entire team like suits or something like that like ahead of one of their first like um big games of the regular season but to your point like it's few and far between in terms of just like us on the outside looking in like just having that clarity of like where this is coming from like being you know front and center on a um, on a deal billboard commercial or whatever it is so it all seems very like you said it's over the table but feels kind of the same level of under table that under the table that it's kind of always been right but with that being said i think it's really helped college basketball this year and Facts. i but we'll see over the course of time how it plays out yeah agreed um what else man Can I go on a tangent here? Yeah, Bronny is the real deal. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what I don't care what I don't care what anyone says, man. Like I just I just think he's gonna be super solid. Just yeah, total tangent there. Okay, but when you say when you say the real deal, like what do you mean? Uh, he's definitely um in my in my eyes, he's an NBA player. I'll he's say that. I'm not saying that I, I don't think he's a perennial All Star. Comes anywhere near his dad. Right. I mean, that's like an absurd expectation obviously right um but but i guess my point is 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 like who who is disagreeing with you uh i think there's plenty of disagreement especially online yeah because because people want to just lean into oh well it's because his dad is an nba player right um that's why he's getting the looks that he that he's getting you know i think everybody and like right this is this is a cyclical conversation right like you watch clips of him in high school and people want to discredit and discredit it and say well he's not playing against good competition right that was that was the the thing about zion um people wanted to crap on Lamelo ball when he was in high school right because people didn't like his dad um you know people said he couldn't live up to be as good as lonzo he's better um so I think that there's just like a, a lot of commentary of saying like he's just not that he's not as special as people want, you know, uh, just like the general consensus um, of people want to believe um, he's undersized. He's only about six, three, six, four. Um, but that man's jumping out of the gym. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a freak athlete um, shooting, you know, starting to shoot the ball really well. Um, I just want to see him do well, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm never the type of person that's just gonna like shit on a high school student, um, just, just in general. But I definitely think that the comments that he's not at all an NBA player, um, I think it's just totally out of whack. But I, I just feel like that that comes from like people that like aren't really in, in the weeds, like watching his stuff. Like I feel like well, just I'm like a, watching I'm, his. I'm, a, I'm addressing y'all. <laughs> I like I. I 
I don't feel like that's like an educated basketball take. Like I feel like real basketball people know that he's. I mean, he's a top fifty ranked player, right? And he's he's getting recruited. He plays EYBL and puts up like good numbers. Yeah. I just don't. I, I think I think there was a point when he was playing at Sierra Canyon when they had Brandon Boston and those guys where mm. he was a role player, right? Yeah. He was um, a sophomore. And uh, when you're playing for a really good high school team like that, like you're not going to be able to stand out. I I just think that, um, like, I just look at him like, yeah, no, like no shit he's going to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not, I don't really feel like you're making like, like, I don't feel like it's like a bold take. You know what I mean? Like it's, like he's LeBron's son. Like he's got every resource in the world to like be good. Like he's got, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. Maybe I'm just a little bit too much in the, you know, uh, I don't know, ball is life comment section, just, you know, paying attention <laughs> to people who don't really watch it like that. But I just, I just look at him and I'm just like, how do you guys not see it? Um, but I think it's just, you know, kind of just the internet troll culture, just like wanting to like, you know, crap on a kid when he's, you know, on, on his way up. Is he going to be right. his dad? No, but like the kid's talented. Yeah. He's, he's talented. I've actually gotten to see him in person and I, I like him too. Uh, I just, I don't really see him. He very well could go one and done just because they want to play together. Yeah. And if any team is going to be able to get LeBron, like I think that's that's going to be so interesting when that happens because there's going to be teams that like want to get him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, would you take him as the first pick in the draft? If that meant you're getting LeBron? I mean, that's that's absurd. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean, I feel like we talked about I mean, this like a couple years happen. ago. Like it might. God, that would be such a bad look, though. You know what I mean? Because he's just because he's, and again, we're probably two years away from him even even being in these actual like draft conversations. But I have a hard time seeing him get to a place where he's legitimately in that conversation, not in association with his dad. You know what right. I mean? So like that would be, I think, a bad look on on both of their behalves. And it's really going to depend too. That's why his decision of what he does, uh, whether he plays college basketball or, or goes one of the other routes, is going to be interesting because I feel like he's for him to to go high in the draft, or he's going to need to put up some sort of. He's going to produce. Yeah, he's to produce, and it's going to be hard. Hard, but that that because that'll be the 2024 draft mm -hmm. so it's after this crazy draft that's coming up and i'm really interested to see what happens because i i think that there's a case for him going first dude <laughs> <laughs> there's a case there, there, there definitely is a case but it's like how much are you you're really gonna you're really gonna leverage like your Top three pick to get a forty-year-old LeBron. Bro, LeBron shifts the economy in the cities that he's in. <laughs> you're telling me that you're telling me from a business perspective that you're not going to take LeBron. See, it, to me, it seems like it seems like a short term. Given where Bronny is at right now, it seems like a short-term gain when you can make really big decade-long smart decisions with, with with an elite player like that but so i mean if you look at lebron like a like a like a tom brady type of guy which i think he is he could very well end up playing into his 40s yeah. and still being effective like you're not you're not it's you're getting a good basketball player too right yeah you're not and wrong. and you're getting somebody that that players want to play with yeah so i like i think there's a legitimate case for him going first God, in the crazy. 2024 draft <laughs> that's 
crazy. Not saying that he like like he not saying that he's like that type of player. I don't even know that he's a first round pick. Yeah. In that draft. Yeah. I don't know that he's a one and done guy. Yeah. I think he's good. I, I, I he's athletic. He can shoot. He's a high high IQ player. But. I, I, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting one. It'll be really interesting, and I, and I think to your point, like we're 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 talking about all the factors here. I mean, it'll just it just totes the line for me of just being like almost ethically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ethically wrong. I think it's strategic. It it, it definitely it it definitely is. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to argue with that. But it's just like okay, if he is a with just a basic like informed basketball eye test and you look at him and you're like okay he is a let's just say like he, he tops out as a first you know late first round early second round type of talent mm-hmm. and he jumps up 25 spots mm-hmm. you know to, to to being a top three pick like yes there's the argument that it's like a strategic like business decision you get his dad to hop along then your team goes from a bottom five team to a like you know essentially contender in a matter of a in a matter of a year because you know you've now been able to attract talent whatever it is um like so you think that this this is secretly okc's plan like okc is eyeing lebron At, at this point, I, th- I think they're eyeing. Uh, I think they're eyeing Victor. But uh, but I mean, the worst case is you, you don't get Victor. Like you, you very well could get Bronny James. That's crazy. You could trade for Bronny James. They've got and then, they, and then get more, They've got they've got about forty <laughs> picks through now in twenty. Yeah, 20, that's what I'm 20, saying. 30, so. I mean, this and they're gonna have a team to like surround them with too. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like you, you know, you'd have Shea, you'd have Josh Giddy, you'd have Chet. It's gonna be really. It could. It, it, could, it, it could. That could. And you can You just can't tell me if you're in Oklahoma City, and you have an opportunity to get LeBron. Yeah. You, you're not turning that down. That's just crazy. He's gonna shift the economy. <laughs> it, it's just. It's just crazy to think that like it'll be. I mean, it'll it'll be a one of one scenario. Obviously, like the right. just probably probably this will be the easily the first time that it's ever happened, and it probably will never happen ever again of just someone's draft stock jumping up to a high high lottery pick, um, just off the flex of your dad. Right, like, it's nuts. And then whoever is like supposed to be that number one pick in that draft, man. Oh, they're gonna be salty. They're gonna be too, they're, they're probably gonna go off <laughs> on Bronny yeah, right. when, when they have a chance. But yeah, it's just like it's just it's just an interesting conversation to like see it now. But, where... but like like just to bring it back to OKC, like if you're if you're OKC, like you don't need another young guy. No, that you point, don't. Right? Like you don't need another twenty-one-year-old to like develop for the next three years. Like you need, you need LeBron. Yeah, you need LeBron. <laughs> Dude, that's this, this could crazy. be the, the Thunder. Could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they really could. They're, Jesus, the Thunder man. could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It might, but you know, it might not even be the Thunder. It might be, it could be the Jets. Could be you. No, I don't want to see that happen. <laughs> LeBron and Utah. I don't want to see you. I don't. Well, well, funny connection there because uh, uh, D Wade is a uh, minority oh, owner. He's a, he's a minority owner. I didn't even think of that. Well, and see, well, I feel like that even <laughs> kind of a tangent off that, just like feeding into like the conversation about nepotism, like uh, like uh, Dwayne Wade's son Zaire. Right. 
come on. Yeah. That, that guy's not an NBA player. He, he's not an NBA player. But he's sitting on that G League squad. Right. But I, I, I but think... But that's different, though. Different how? I mean, because, like, you're not getting DUA. That's just, that, that's just like, straight nepotism. Like, that, that's just, you know what I mean? That's, that, I feel like that, that that's a totally different version that's of that. Fair. Where, whereas, Bronny, like, you're, you're getting value, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, that's just straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I feel like there's also just a... And I, I'm I'm not in favor or wanting to see LeBron's you know talent or ability drop off on on any level, but I think it'll just be like I feel like there's just like a weird intersection between like the kind of like nepotism that's like associated with with Bronny's um, potential draft and just like where that coincides with LeBron still being at a like high high level. You know what I mean? Right. So and again, you can only evaluate that until you actually get to that point. Um but it's just kind of an interesting like intersection of the two. Yeah. And the other one that we haven't talked about too is and LeBron said this the other day is the the expansion of the league too. Mm. In that LeBron may want to buy a team and then they have like an expansion draft player, and he's player owner. Yeah. <laughs> player owner GM, right? <laughs> on some on some Bill Russell. So well, Russell was only the yeah, player coach, coach yeah. player coach, yeah, but yeah, player owner. Player I mean, owner. That, would, that would usher us into like a whole new era of like, like sports, basically, oh my God, bro. Just the media, just like the media out, not necessarily outrage, but just like people wouldn't know how to handle it. You oh, know what no. I mean? I mean, I, I actually think that that might be the most realistic thing to happen. Mm. LeBron that buys a team in Vegas and then goes to play for him. <laughs> That makes a lot and of then sense. They, and then, I mean, so when when the Bobcats came to the league, like they they, they got like, the number yeah. one. They got uh, a Mecca. Mecca Okafor. Mecca Okafor. Yeah. That, that that's normally how it works, and that's how uh, like the Texans when they came in the NFL, they got they got the number one. So right. like that's that's how it's going to operate. Right. So I, mean, but I don't know. Are they going to? Is the NBA going to have that team ready for twenty twenty four? Because I've heard it's twenty twenty five. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. I uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, but that. That to me jumped out as like the one option. That makes a lot of sense. That if it were to happen in twenty twenty four, would be the most likely. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like we could see LeBron in a Utah Jazz or OKC Thunder jersey, which Dude. feels weird. Super weird. But I mean, it feels weird to see Tom Brady in a Bucks jersey. Oh yeah, bizarre. So, I mean, it's it's not that different. I guess because uh, yeah, that's like a smaller market, mm-hmm. Tampa. Tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tampa's you not know a big I mean? market. So it could be that same model. And then, I mean, shoot, if he's able to do some things out there too like that, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> it's just, and um, as a as a lifelong Tom Brady hater, I wanted to see the talent drop off, but it hasn't. Right. I'm a, I'm a huge LeBron fan, so I want to see the talent continue. <clears throat> um, and, and all the respect from the world to Tom Brady, the guy's the GOAT. I'm not going to argue that. But point being... Um, how long does this last for Braun? Because like it's just a different being a quarterback like versus being an NBA player is just such a different toll on your body, right? So I'm just like wondering how. I mean, what he's 38 now? Because this he, this is his 20th season, yeah. correct? So he's yeah, so, so he's he's 30. He's yeah, he's 38, right? Because right. he came in the league at 18. And, and so if he wants to play with his his youngest son Bryce, he'd have to wait. In five years, because Bryce is a sophomore now. That's crazy. So he would be forty-three. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I that mean, he doesn't. Nuts. He doesn't. Yeah, he hasn't aged that much, really. I mean, he's definitely. And I have a video coming out uh, this week. It's probably by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be out. But 
Yeah, I mean, he's gradually over time become more of a three-point shooter and like mm. attacking the rim a lot less. But he, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's going to play for a long, a lot longer. Jesus, man. <laughs> Unless he gets injured. I mean, that's I, I think that's the only thing that could potentially be in the way. Yeah, and he's basically spent an entire career just not being injured. Yeah. Except for, what was that, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. He was a little injured last year, too. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think I, I don't know how we got here uh, to the future. We're talking about the future of the league because <laughs> well, we were sitting here talking about the yeah, just you know, college NBA discussion, and then I was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta shout out my boy Bronny real quick, man. Like he's, I, 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 I believe in you, bro. If you see this, um, but yeah, total, uh, total tangent here. It is funny how like that, like topics like that are almost like even more fun to talk about than like, oh, hey, an NBA starting next week, like you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's like there's there's so many things like on the line. Like even today, I was like just thinking of the future of the Warriors because they just resigned Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my God, like what's gonna happen with Draymond? Is Draymond going to the Lakers? Like what's on? Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to yeah. be because they also still have to resign Clay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're going to resign Clay over Draymond, I would think. Hundred percent. And um, yeah, it's that that's going to be like one of the more fascinating cases of like legacy because if he if Draymond goes to another team and is just ass, like <laughs> what what is that going to mean for his legacy? Like he's already he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Hmm. But there's still a faction of people that are anti Draymond, like don't think he's good, right? Which is wrong. And, which is wrong. Which is wrong. Yeah, Especially as somebody who's coached basketball, like you, you see the value of what he does more so than your average fan because he doesn't have that se- that sexy game or he doesn't have a bag or he doesn't do I mean, the things I mean, that stars do. I mean, he's literally league. the epitome of a glue guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like the like probably one of the best glue guys ever, <laughs> probably of all time. But it is going to be interesting if he goes to a team like LA or Detroit Pistons or yeah. I don't know uh, the place that I would actually really like to see Dream on would be in portland that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool but yeah i yeah i think he definitely he will have to find a it's it's hard to replicate the you know golden state warrior scenario for him obviously but like in order to not to your point tarnish his legacy he has to find a place where he can just jump into that same exact role i mean la la could be that for him definitely um definitely. But they're gonna have to do something about that spacing over there because <laughs> looking ugly man yeah. they just signed uh who's that kid um something ryan matt ryan matt, who's yep. on the celtics last year yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they just signed him because uh because he was shooting like almost forty percent from three during, during the preseason. This yeah, he's got like, a scrap. Yeah, that shit was looking ugly, bro. But uh, still, like uh, you could sign somebody like that. How much is he gonna play? You know, what I mean? yeah, not, not that like, much. I, I just still feel like the top um, nine guys of that roster. There's just not enough shooting. I'm just wondering what they like, what they do, because like yeah. I, I just think that roster as constructed is like. They're a playing team. They were. I mean, we could see a trade here in the next few weeks. I think. Yeah, we definitely could. I really have a hard time seeing them holding on to Russ. But at the same time, I also have a hard time seeing any team wanting to take him. Yeah, like, who what won? team? And let, I think we need to wait and see if there's like some sort of injury that happens to some sort of point guard which on will, a contender. Which will happen inevitably. Right? There's gonna be, if there's a point guard on a contending team, I could see Russ getting traded to that team. Excuse me, I could definitely see that. 
but yeah how that roster is constructed right now it's just it, it's not going to happen for him yeah yeah unless he can make a, a drastic turnaround right right well that's about all i got man that's about it bro um all the fans appreciate you thank you like comment subscribe tell your friends um yeah and we'll catch you guys in the next one